Hello, 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 and welcome to a brand new episode of Girls Plus Club Potty with your host, Rosie Breen. Today's episode has been requested so much. You want me to sit down and give you the lowdown on solo traveling, and I'm here to do it. I'm finally here. I've been meaning to film this episode for the longest time, but I just wanted to like get myself traveling a little bit more before I sat down and gave you all of my advice and my tips and also like share my experiences with you whilst it's been amazing and I will 100% continue to solo travel and do the odd trip here and there in the future I have had a really scary experience doing it in the past so I just want to tell you everything give you some tips on how to get prepared give you some advice just to help you a little bit with it and also explain to you like my mind behind it, why I chose to solo travel and like what led me to doing that. And also all the fears and all the things I had going on in my mind that were stopping me from doing that. I really realized I was being like my own obstacle in this situation. So let's backtrack to my first solo travel holiday, my first solo trip, which was to Venice in Italy. And this was in 2022, so last year. I decided I wanna pack my bags and I just wanna go to Italy for a few days. It's a country I've always wanted to visit. I also had this like itch in me that I always wanted to go on a solo trip. I wanted to go on holiday without anybody else. I just wanted to explore, do things in my own time, right? Which is a massive perk to solo traveling. But I never quite like had the confidence to just go do it. Do you know what I mean? You know when you're like, oh, I really wanna do that, but I'll never do it. It was like that. And I all, I'd never thought I was ever going to do it. And so at the age of 25, I literally went away and I felt like, oh my God, I'm so old for doing this. The amount of times when I was like, before I was booking it, during the period of time when I'd booked it, and even after booking it, I was like, oh my God, I'm too old to be doing this. Like, this is ridiculous. How am I solo traveling at 25? Most people probably do this at 18 or 19. They take a gap year before university. And I just thought, oh my God, I can't do it. Like, it's weird. And that's so stupid, isn't it? Especially now that I've done it. I'm like what an idiot I'm like rolling my eyes at myself for just being my own obstacle because there was no reason not to do it sooner but in saying that everything happens for a reason I'm happy how it's happened now I just want to remind you guys that you're never too old to do anything new for the first time whether that be solo traveling or trying a new sport like we were talking about with Henry or anything that you do just do it It doesn't matter how old you are right so my first trip was to Venice I had this little itch in me. I really wanted to go away. Again, I always thought that would be really cool to do, but I'm never going to do it. And after I had been away the year before, after all of us being locked up for the longest time, I said to Henry, do you know what? I would love to set the goal of doing a solo trip next year. And, you know, he was a bit like, yeah, that's cool. Like, if you want to do it, you should do it. But why do you want to do it? And he was not taken back by it. But I think he was a little bit confused why I suddenly had this urge to do it. But guys, you know, when I get an urge to do something, I've just got to go do it. I have to. I just can't. I can't wait. I can't. I, it's all I can think about. It, like, consumes me until I do it or until, until I book it in this case. So I had this itch. Don't know where it came from. But I decided, OK, fine. I'm going to set the goal of doing it for the year. And I've never been one to, like really set like new year's resolutions or these massive goals and they're like they control my year nothing like that but I did think if I set the goal of doing it within the year all I have to do is find one opportunity within those 12 months to go on a trip on my own outside of the UK and so that's what I did it ended up coming to like March I think end of February slash March and I was like I have to do it I'm gonna do it soon I sat on it for a little bit I can't lie I was just really in my own head about my age which is so, oh god when I talk about it now I'm like this is literally so dumb but I was so in my head about it and I probably put it off for another like 
two, three, four weeks. And do you know what? I kept thinking to myself, if I had just booked it by now, it would be done. Like I probably would be home by now. And a part of me was like, oh, am I just doing this for the sake of doing it? And I want to get it over and done with, or do I really want to do this? And I thought, do you know what? I really want to do this. So let me just go and do it. I ended up booking, I think at some stupid hour in the day, I was on the toilet when I was booking and I booked my flights to Venice. I found flights for like 30 pounds as well, like return from the UK. It was such a good deal. So then I thought, oh, I'll go all out with my hotel. Now, this kind of brings me on to like my first piece of advice and my experience. I decided to book a nice hotel, like quite a really bloody nice hotel in the middle of Venice, like on the main street. So it was a really good location. It was felt very safe and felt very, very, very central. So anywhere I wanted to be, anything I wanted to do, I could just go and do it very easily. So decided to do that. But let me tell you, if I were to do it again, I would get a private room in in a hostel because I didn't meet anybody naturally, like through where I stayed. Whereas if you go to a hostel, you can meet so many people part of me is glad that I booked the hotel because I do like my comforts and I like my own space and I didn't really think that a private room in a hostel was going to be nice enough if that makes sense especially where I like to film all my content but it also allowed me to ease myself into solo traveling instead of like jumping in the deep end solo traveling going on my first trip and then just like meeting loads of people and spending my whole like three or four days with them I actually really had to learn how to start conversations with people that it wasn't happening like coming to naturally and I also had to like get myself up out of bed go out for the day and then not be like a buzz of other solo travelers around me it was more isolating yeah I would I would describe it as a bit more isolating staying in a hotel however if I had booked a hostel I think I would have met people very very easily and if that's what you want to do then you should definitely book a hostel if I were to do it again like I said I probably would book the hostel but at the same note I am glad that I had the space and I almost had to push myself a little bit harder to chat to people if you were following me back in the Venice days and you watch my vlog on YouTube you would have seen that I ended up making friends with this American girl and her family like her mum and dad and we all went to Florence for the day together we also did this boat trip together and I met up with this other girl and oh my god you guys have got to join join this group on Facebook if you haven't already it's Gals Who Travel by Bronte King and it is the best group ever for solo travelers you can literally pop onto the group hey I'm in this country in these days is anybody else going to be there or hey I really want to go for a trip but I don't want to go on my own is any girls fancy coming with me and you can just travel with other women and it's so nice it's such a wholesome little group I'd really recommend checking it out so I ended up putting on this group that I was going to be in Venice and the dates I was going to be there asking if anybody else happened to be there at that time and to my surprise a girl was there at the same time as, as me and she was solo traveling and she was part of this group so we ended up meeting on my second day and we just went for a couple of drinks and dinner and it was really really nice and what was really nice about our encounter is that it was my second day but I'd only really like I flew in the night before kind of thing so it felt like my first day I had my first meal with her first proper meal and it was her last meal so it was totally different ends of the spectrum but she was like an avid solo traveler so she just came to me and gave me all this advice all these tips and just reassured me that there really was nothing to worry about and the other great thing she was the same age as me or I think maybe a year younger but it just made me think oh my god I'm such an idiot for thinking it's weird that I'm traveling at such a late age when in reality like 
no one is gonna think that other than yourself and you just need to get over that because it's not weird get over your age now and just forget about that as a reason as an excuse not to go on a solo travel trip so when i went to venice i was really scared like it's my first ever solo trip i didn't know what to expect i didn't know like if i was gonna meet anyone because oh my god no one was replying on that group for like ages and it wasn't until like the day before i went that a girl replied and i was like yes finally someone's replied and it put me at ease so I stayed in this hotel, I took myself out, I had so many meals and I love eating alone. Like I, I think I enjoy eating alone more than with other people. No, I don't know. Cause I love going out for a meal with my friends, but I do really, really enjoy it. I just romanticize the shit out of it. So just do that. If you're worried about eating on your own, just you're literally a main character in your own little movie. You're sitting in a coffee shop. Start with a coffee shop rather than a meal, by the way, because I think it eases you into it a little bit easier. But go to your little coffee shop, go to the restaurant and just sit there. Take a book. I don't like sitting there and scrolling on my phone because I feel like I'm not really taking in where I am and what I'm doing. So you could take a podcast, to be fair. Take this podcast. Hey, hey, listen to this episode or take a book and just sit there, get your glass of wine, get a coffee, have some cake, have a pasta, have a little spaghetti <laughs> and eat your meal on your own. And it's honestly so liberating. It's so nice. So I was really excited to eat on my own in Venice, especially because the food is amazing. I've never been to Italy before. And this pasta and pizza everywhere was just insane. I didn't have a single bad meal. I had a really good first day just like going out exploring um, it was a nice like first evening it was quite late when I got there to be fair so I pretty much had that dinner and then some ice cream and then I went back to the hotel and then the next day this was actually after I'd seen that girl so I must have seen her on my first night rather than the second day evening yeah yeah I saw her on my first night didn't I so the second day Oh, it was so weird. I slept in um, a lot later than I wanted to. I kind of set an alarm for 7 a.m. I don't know why, because when I'm at home, I don't wake up until like 8.30 anyway. But I ended up getting up at about 9 or 10. And I was like, crap, I need to go have breakfast. Like I was starving, but I didn't know what to wear. And I was, you know, just spending ages getting ready. You know, when you're just faffing, I was doing that. So it got to like midday and I was like, okay, brunch, lunch, like what am I doing? Let me just go find a uh, cafe, go find somewhere that I can have like some scrambled eggs and toast or like some avocado or whatever I had googled a few places and you guys had recommended a few places so I ended up finding somewhere and I can't for the life of me remember the name I think it will be in my Venice highlights on Instagram if you want any recommendations so I ended up finding this restaurant sitting down and I was probably there for like five or ten minutes and it was a bit weird because I went into the restaurant and there were no seats but they had seats outside and I went up to the lady, I was like, can I have a menu? I'm going to go sit outside. And she literally would like, didn't even look me in the eye. She was like, here's the menu. And I just walked outside and I was like feeling a little bit on edge because I didn't feel like, in a weird way, I almost didn't feel welcomed at the restaurant, even though it wasn't like deep and I didn't necessarily take it like that at the time. But I did kind of feel like, okay, here's the menu, go outside. But she literally didn't even look at me. I'm not even joking. She didn't look me in the eye. And so I felt, I was like almost forgotten about like, to the side because she was so busy inside she couldn't possibly like deal with another person I reckon that's what was going on in her head anyway I go outside and this no one comes out to me for like a good 20 minutes but I don't want to lose my seat it's the only seat left I'm not leaving my bag out there to mind it and I sure as hell did not have the confidence to tell someone else to sit up like to get up and sit somewhere else if they had taken my seat by the time I got outside so I ended up just sitting there and waiting and waiting and waiting and it'd been like a good half an hour and I was like oh my god she's not coming out 
anyway, I started editing a video that I'd recorded that morning and I'm editing this reel just showing you like my outfit of the day. And this man walks over to me literally out of nowhere like it's it was a busy street but I was down like a little bit of an alleyway like a few chairs in so you had to very consciously and purposely walk to where I was because I was the last seat there there was no one behind me and there was nothing else behind me it wasn't even a cut through right it was just a brick wall towards the end so he comes over and he's like looking in the sky but standing next to me and I was just like a bit wary of him, his presence, and a bit wary of like my stuff because I had my AirPods and I had my phone and my camera because I was vlogging. And anyway, I like caught eye contact with him, which was a massive mistake because he made eye contact with me and then that was it. He was locked. He would not stop speaking to me. He was like, hello, where are you from? Or he was like, the sky looks really nice today. Like just kept trying to make conversation. And I made it so obvious that I didn't want to speak to him. I was being like, a bit rude, a bit like uh, rigid and just not really giving him anything back, but he wouldn't leave. And then he tried to sit down and then I said, oh, my friend's going to sit there. And then I thought to myself, okay, great. I've said that because then he knows I'm not alone. And he goes, oh, you were like on a friend's holiday. I was like, oh, my friend is with me, um, with my family, my mum and dad they've gone to go eat somewhere else my friend and I are eating here so I thought okay cool I'm like ticking off the things on the checklist now if strangers trying to talk to me and they're trying to find out if I'm alone what I'm doing I've made it really clear that I'm with my family not even just with like a friend I'm with my family right and this guy sure as hell is just gonna leave me alone oh my god he didn't leave me alone he wouldn't he literally wouldn't go away and so I ended up standing up and like pretending to take a phone call which I was shaking in my boots like it was oh I felt so on edge and so uncomfortable but I take this phone call which was a fake call <laughs> and I was like oh okay yeah that's fine I'll meet you around the corner I obviously wasn't speaking to anyone but I was really hoping that he didn't clock on to that and he didn't know that and I think if he did know that I wasn't speaking to anyone he would probably figure out that I am solo traveling which was like my biggest fear in that moment so anyway I hadn't been served hadn't even been like addressed by the people working at the place so I thought okay no no harm done it's not like I'm paid for my food or I'm waiting for things or whatever blah 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 I just stood up and I left I thought oh for god's sake that was scary like that guy was a bit weird gave me the creeps and I'm texting Henry and I'm like oh this guy like he started speaking to me like it was really weird but like I got up and I left and he's gone and then a few minutes later he's literally right behind me I'm on such a busy little street within Venice as well it's one of the like main squares and I'm walking through and he's literally right behind me and I was really really scared I was like what's going on why is he following me and like what literally what is happening right now and I carry on walking I call Henry at this stage and I'm like pretending that he's the friend that I'm meeting and I'm like yeah I'll just be there in a minute blah 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 and he's talking back and I'm kind of like holding my phone in the way that it's obvious that there is actually someone on the end of the phone and so I do this and I turn down this really random street and there's a coffee shop and I'm just getting like a bit more flustered and a bit like freaked out by this guy because it felt like he was following me but there was still a, a bit of me that was like is it just a coincidence that he's on the same street Anyway, I'm like, I'm going down this small road because if he comes down this road, he's 100% following me. And little do you know, I see him walking down the street. He was 100% following me and I just, I go into panic mode. I'm like, this is my first day on my first solo trip. I'm fucking terrified. What I did take with me is a panic alarm, like one of those little um, empowered by Ashley alarms. I took one of those with me and I also had like, 
I don't know what I had, but I had something else in my bag that I thought this will be great if I need it. I definitely had pepper spray as well, which I loved. Um, it just it just gave me so much peace of mind that if I was in danger, I would be able to do something like somewhat something to get myself out of it. So anyway, I am in panic mode. I've got this alarm right in my hand, like ready to pull it if he comes close to me. He's still like at the end of the street, so he's a little bit further away. And I go around another corner, but this corner was basically pillars. It was like a coffee shop and there was pillars in between. And if I carried on walking, I could see, I had a view of the street that I was just on. And I do that to see if he like is looking around, if he stopped, like just look at him without him seeing me. I literally see him looking for me. Like he stops walking and he's looking the direction I was and he's like scanning to see if he can see me. It was so obvious. And in that moment, I knew I needed to trust my gut with this. And I ran into the coffee shop and I wanted to just tell them this guy's following me and I feel unsafe, can I stay here? And I just burst out crying. Literally just felt so violated. Even though this, he had not come like, he didn't touch me he hadn't like come super close to me but I just felt like oh, my safety is compromised here I don't know what to do I'm on FaceTime to Henry by this stage like crying like what is going on I'm so freaked out the only like literally the only thing I want to do is just get away and um they were like okay the, the people in the coffee shop were just really 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 nice just wanted to look after me and calm me down and I wasn't like in a frenzy but it was very obvious that I was like uncomfortable and a bit panicked so they gave me some water and I had a little seat and they said what does this guy look like do you want us to call the police and then I was like I don't know like I don't know what's the right thing to do here and lucky for me their English was really 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 good and they were just calming me down I had some water I was feeling a little bit more like put at ease and then what do you know this guy walks into the coffee shop and I just shouted that's the guy that's the guy I was on about and the people at the coffee shop I've never seen anything like it he literally stood up and he ran so fast towards this guy walking in the coffee shop and he was like pointing his fingers shouting at him in Italian and he was obviously telling him to get like get away and he was swearing at him because <laughs> they swear in English so I could understand that and he was shouting at him and he was like I feel like he was saying to him like what are you doing why are you following her because the other guy was answering back and they were arguing with each other and he ends up like basically shouting at him until he like leaves and runs down the street and he's gone and then I think he was trying to reassure me but it definitely didn't work but he was like you know maybe it was just a coincidence <laughs> maybe the guy is just really friendly and I was like oh mate like I'm not an idiot but he was really just trying to like help me in that instance so I was like yeah maybe and then I just stayed there for another 20 minutes until I felt like I could breathe again and um Oh, again the people in the coffee shop were so lovely they got one of the girls that worked in a shop next door it was a jewelry shop and they got because they were all guys there I think they knew I was going to feel a bit more comfortable with a woman and they got this girl to take me on the little um the little bus the river bus they I went on the river bus with her and she took me back to my hotel and she like walked me to the door and then went back to a job I guess and when as soon as I got to my hotel I was literally like oh my god I'm just like so shaken by this I went to the reception I told them what that had happened I showed them a picture as well so what had happened was when I was on FaceTime with Henry he was screenshotting to try to get a view of this guy so I show them the screenshot it wasn't a very good one but I showed them the screenshot of this guy I'm like if you see anyone that kind of looks like him like please be aware that this has just happened especially if he's lurking outside the hotel because Obviously, I feel like my safety has been compromised a little bit, but I was so scared that he was going to see where I was staying. And he knows I'm on my own because my mum and dad are not here. I don't even have a friend with me. That girl that was 
I'd met the night before, she was gone, right? So I was on my own and I was just so scared of him knowing where I was staying. I told them they were really, again, really lovely, really reassuring, just trying to like comfort me in the situation. And I went up to my hotel and I decided, okay, I'm just gonna stay here for a little bit. I just need to breathe. I just need to kind of get myself together. I was just more, the most upset about the whole situation because it was in a way my first experience of solo traveling. The first thing I experienced here is this. And I just felt so lost and very, again, isolated in that instance. Like, what do I do? Like, yeah, I've got Henry, I've got my sister, I've got whoever on the end of the line, but they're not physically here. And it's my physical safety of where I was in that moment in time that, oh, it had me questioning everything. I thought, why am I solo traveling? Why am I doing this? I just need to go home. Like I need to book the next flight home, blah, 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 blah. But Henry talked me out of that and he was like, don't be silly. You just need to calm down and not in the sense of, oh my God, calm down. More in the sense of take your time, like have a shower, brush your teeth, do something that's gonna help you reset. I decided to like change my appearance. <laughs> Nothing drastic, just like tied my hair up instead of down and I changed my clothes. And after a couple of hours, I went outside. I brushed my teeth, but like psychologically really, really helps me. It helps me reset. Like even if I'm having like a stressful day at home, at work, and I, the stress needs to be over, I need to reset for the day or whatever. I'll literally go upstairs and brush my teeth and take five minutes to myself before I go downstairs. It's such a psychological thing for me, but it really, really does help. So I ended up going back out and I was looking over my shoulder for the rest of the day, I can't lie. But the longer I was out, the more confident and comfortable I started feeling about being out, you know? You know what I mean? Like, it was one of those instances where I could either let this weird experience that made me feel uncomfortable ruin the next four days, or I can almost use it as like a bit of a lesson or a bit of a pillar to push me to do something out of my comfort zone. And obviously safety is my priority. So I stayed like within the area near my hotel. I didn't walk like the same route that I walked this morning. Like I was trying to do all the little things that you're told and taught not to do and to do. Um, I kept my alarm attached to the outside of my bag. So it'd be really easy to pull if anything happened. And I did say to myself, if I see him again, I'm literally not leaving the hotel because I'm freaked out. But luckily I didn't see him for the whole evening. And I did for the next couple of days, like little, little bit, less, less and less as each day, each hour went by. But I was looking over my shoulder a little bit and I hated that that was my experience. But let me tell you, I'm so glad that I followed the steps that you're taught to follow pretty much. Go to a coffee shop, stay in a public space, don't go down a, like a quiet alleyway where they can corner you, that kind of thing. Get things for your own peace of mind, but literally for your safety, like an alarm, like pepper spray, because that those all those final little details were what allowed me to regain the confidence and to reset properly, to get myself back up and go out again. And I'm really glad I did because do you know what? Despite all of that happening, I still had a really good first trip and it made me want to go on another trip afterwards again. I thought, fucking hell, I've kind of dealt with not the worst, but I've dealt with, that's pretty bad. That's pretty shit for your first solo trip. So I've dealt with that now. Like I'm gonna be all right. Thing, the things that I thought were going to scare me are not going to scare me because they're nothing compared to this. So I'm going to be fine. And it actually boosted my confidence by the end of it, which was a really weird turn of events. And in the moment, I definitely didn't feel like that was, literally did not think that was going to happen. But it did. And I'm so, I'm not glad it happened, but I'm glad that it pushed me to step out of my comfort zone. 
Had a really, really nice time for the rest of Venice. I ate out loads. Obviously, every meal I ate out, but I just kept eating like four meals a day <laughs> and I had the best time. I took myself on little dates. I put some cute outfits on. I like pampered. I did my content. Uh, my overall experience was just so nice and exactly what I wanted it to be for my first solo trip. So overall, even though something scary and uncomfortable and something you obviously wouldn't want to happen happened, I still didn't feel like it held me back and I still don't feel like it ruined my solo trip for me. And so I'm not glad it happened, like I said, but it happened and that's that. So I'm just gonna either get on with things, move on. And I just wanted to be really honest because I didn't really share about that happening when I went at the time, just because I was still like personally a little bit shaken up by it, but also I was so scared of putting other people off, but I did say, you know, I have been a little like caught off guard while I've been here. Like it hasn't been the best start to the trip, like, you know? So I just want you guys to know it now, exactly what happened, the full story. So, you know, maybe it's something that you can keep in mind when you go, or it will just let you know that if something shit does happen, you can pick yourself back up from it whilst you're on the trip and you can go back and get out there and have a really good time because that's exactly what I did. It's exactly how it happened for me. Going for a solo trip really showed me that I am capable. In the words of Natalie, I am capable of anything. It just, like, I was so nervous and there were so many reasons in my head why not to do it. And the fact that I did it and the fact that something a bit shit happened, it just showed me how capable I am of just doing anything that I want to do. So if you want to do something, just go and do it. Like, I know <laughs> I know it's so cliche, and I know, you know, the Nike um, motto is just do it, but it is so true. You've just got to get on with things. You've just got to do it. So if you want to do something, regardless of what it is, you know, I say this about buying yourself flowers. I say this about taking yourself on solo dates, or I say it about, you know, taking the plunge and doing something out of your comfort zone. Just go and do it, and you will honestly feel 10 million times better for doing it. And you know what? I posted a video on Instagram recently where, oh, what was the sound? It was like, when you are scared to jump, that is exactly when you need to jump or else you'll end up staying in the same place forever. And it's so true because if you don't take that leap, you don't take that jump, you don't take that step forward, you will just stay where you are and you won't grow, you won't learn, you won't, even all that stuff aside, you won't have experienced something that you could have experienced and had a really good time, you know? I would say my biggest tip is to take things with you that give you peace of mind and also help protect you, like an alarm, like pepper spray, or I don't know, put some rocks in your bag, or something like that to help you when you are away. Because even if nothing happens, you have that peace of mind the whole time that if something were to happen, you have something to help defend yourself. Now, when I went to Thailand and Vietnam a few months later, I was very unexpectedly feeling far more safe there. And the same in Bali, like I've been out on my own in Bali a few times and I honestly feel so safe here. Like I'm being cautious, I'm doing what I need to do to like look after my safety, yes. I'm not trying to let myself get too comfortable where I'm not even like cautious of my surroundings, but I feel so safe. Like I'm totally fine here kind of thing. And it's weird, but it definitely shows that there are more countries because of their culture or because of the society or even just because of the odd person here and there, that there are countries where you are naturally gonna feel safer than others. I would say that traveling through Asian countries has felt even more safe in comparison to my Venice trip. Now, regardless of that thing happening, I'm trying really hard to like take that out of the equation. I still actually feel a lot more safe here because I feel, 
I don't know. I can't really explain it, but I think maybe because they're used to a lot more tourists, they're used to more solo travelers. There's more things in place. There's more spots to go to. There's more people speaking English. I just generally feel like there are safe countries than others. And so it would definitely be worth, you know, reaching out to other people, asking them where they've gone on their solo trips, like copy someone else. If someone said they went to oh, top of mind, they went to Spain for a solo trip and they had a really good time. Why can't you just go do the same? Who cares if you copy them? Just if they felt really safe, then hopefully you would go and feel really safe, too. There's no harm in doing that. But on the same note, don't let other people's bad experiences put you off from doing what you want to do. So let's say this Venice thing happened to one of my friends, but I wanna go to Venice. I probably wouldn't let that stop me because I know it's so individual to the person or to the situation, what was happening. It won't necessarily happen to me if I go. So I'm still gonna take the risk and go. The last thing I want is for that experience in Venice to put anyone off solo traveling. And that's literally why I felt like I couldn't explain it at the time because I was so scared of putting someone off. And I also didn't know how it was going to leave me feeling like after I went home, was I actually going to want to go on another trip or was I just kind of in the mindset that I would because I was on the trip at the time and I wanted to like push myself to get out there. But actually, yeah, it's been like a year now and I look back and I'm like, yes, I'm so glad that I did that. And I'm so glad I went out and I had a good time and I will do more solo trips. I actually do get asked a lot because I haven't done any solo trips since Venice and Vietnam and Thailand. And I get asked a lot like if I'm gonna do any more. And yeah, of course I will. But like I said, my main holiday is with Henry or it's with my friends. And that's what I enjoy the most, right? Or with my family. So my go-to would be to go with my friends or my family, whatever. But I, right now, literally today, even though I've got another month here in Bali, I'm like, oh, it'd be so nice to have a little solo trip, maybe towards the end of the year, like go to a European country again or something. And I will probably do that and it will be really nice. I'll have a good time. But I'm not someone that's gonna become an avid solo traveler because that's just not who I am. Like I'm a social person and I like talking to others. I like doing things. And I kind of want to say this because I don't want you to, I don't want people to think I'm either a solo traveler or I'm not. Like you can do what you want. If you want to do like what I'm doing basically where you go on the odd trip here and there just because you can, because you want to, because you fancy it, then do it. But you can still go on holiday with whoever you want to go on holiday with. You don't have to pick one or the other. And I think sometimes people get in their heads that they have to either be an avid solo traveler or not at all, but you don't. A few of the things that are so special about solo traveling is obviously you're independent. You can do what you want, as you want, and when you want. Like you're totally free to just fly the bird, do anything in any way that you, you fancy. But the, my favorite, favorite thing about it is how much mental space you have. Like you just have so much time to yourself to think, to just be by yourself. And just, you know, even if you're still developing that comfortability or spending time on your own, like that will really, this will really help towards achieving that comfortability, spending time in your own company. So I really lo love the like free, freeing mental side of it where I know I can just spend the whole day in my own thoughts or just listening to music, walking around a new environment, exploring and just, just enjoying myself. And that is my favorite thing about solo traveling. I would say if you're someone that dead out doesn't feel comfortable, just like in your own company, then I wouldn't start with a solo trip if I'm perfectly honest. I don't think, I think it would have overwhelmed me if I did that. Start with taking yourself on solo dates, like to coffee shops, to restaurants, to bowling, 
reading to I don't know even just going to the park and reading book like you will know what you enjoy and you'll don't force yourself just to eat dinners on your own because Rosie enjoys it do what you enjoy and get comfortable doing that and then take the next step and the next step and the next step and work your way towards it basing it solely on your comfortability don't try to copy what other people are doing just because they're doing it and be open be open to meeting new people and to, to be fair you may want to go on a solo trip and be totally on your own which is fair enough don't blame me for that i definitely have felt like that on solo trips before but if you want to then be open to meeting new people if that's something that you like doing if you're like me and you're very chatty download hostel world stay in hostels mixed dorms are great because you will automatically meet people and it's easy and it's simple but if you feel better like in your own space having your own headspace physical space whatever then get a private room in a hostel i think if i go solo traveling again i'm thinking of going to copenhagen because i heard it's very 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 safe for women to travel solo in copenhagen it's just expensive but i'm thinking of going there and i'm going to stay in a hostel which is again a little bit out of my comfort zone even though i stay in hostels here but i haven't done it alone before so yeah i'm excited right that wraps up today's episode if you have any questions about solo traveling then please do let me know i will do my best to answer them and yeah i can't believe it we've only got one episode left oh my god i don't think i've actually told you guys about this yet but we have one episode left and that is it we are ending season one of girls plus club potty oh my god i literally cannot believe how fast the last few months have gone recording it has honestly been a whirlwind so fun and so many amazing opportunities have come out of it which i talk about in my last episode with the bbc ah that'll be out by now by the way so go check that out on bbc sounds asian network we're going to be talking about being half indian half irish not specifically me but we're just talking about like growing up with in a multicultural environment with different experiences and just talking about like what I've, I've been through whilst you know dealing with the bullying with the racism in Ireland and also exploring my Indian side recently so yeah oh my god one episode to go and then that's a wrap for a little while I'm gonna go be a great auntie to my sister's unborn baby <laughs> take some time just to spend it with my family and just really like soak in those couple of months the first few months of he or she being born I still don't know still driving me crazy that I don't know and I won't find out till it's born but hey ho I'm very excited I have some really really exciting things coming up ah, who knows maybe in season two we'll have a dog I feel like that's the big question am I coming back to season two with a dog or am I not <laughs> if I don't have a dog I need to have like 50 holidays booked to like get me through that and to justify it <laughs> all right guys thank you so much for listening once again i'll see you in next week's episode and that's it see you later bye